part of a Now, the one who protects us all from prattling prognosticators and perfidious pundits. I say, America, stay out the bushes. Look for the union label. To secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. From my cold, dead hands. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. It's time for the Alan Nathan Show. Here he is, the longest-running nationally syndicated centrist host in the country, Alan Nathan. Well, it's not Alan Nathan. It's Karen Cataline filling in for Alan today, which I so often do, or at least when I'm asked. Uh, I'm a commentator, columnist, all-around rabble-rouser, and I love doing the Alan Nathan Show. Uh, when I'm available to fill in for Alan, who's working on assignment. Um, I think we have our first guest right here, right? Do we, Mr. Producer? Yes, we do. I am sorry, just double-checking, because sometimes I do a little uh, monologue, but I will have comments later in the next hour. Here to... Start the program off is founder and president of the New York-based American Center for Democracy and the Economic Warfare Institute. She's author of, oh my, The Soros Agenda. Dr. Rachel, Rachel Ehrenfeld joins us right now on the Alan Nathan program. Welcome, Dr. Ehrenfeld. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It is great to have you. So, um, a lot of people hear so much about George Soros, especially, and it's possible we both are um, of the Jewish persuasion. Here's an anti-Semitic Jew, a self-hating Jew, who whenever anybody <laughs> criticizes him, the Democrats say, oh, you're being anti-Semitic, probably not nearly as much as Soros himself. Can you unpack what's going on with Soros, his open border policy, imposing this on America, manipulating immigration. What's really the story on Soros, who's in his 90s now? What's going on? Uh, Well, read read the Soros agenda and you will find out. Um, The uh, uh, Soros, uh, although he was born into the Jewish religion, his parents were Jewish, but not observant. He himself claims that he is agnostic, so he is not Jewish. Uh, and uh, he's using the religion he was born into as a shield uh, to protect him from any criticism. Uh, and that's, uh, I mean, people who criticize his policies have the right to do so. Uh, the religion he was born into has nothing to do with his policies, has nothing to do with the man, uh, has no, nothing no, to I... do with the religion he was born into. Yeah, no, I no, read... I'm just, I'm just, I'm just strengthening what you are saying. Yeah, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. I read that yeah. when he brought a Jewish woman home to his mother, his mother was horrified and said, oh, she's too Jewish. But let's get into the Soros agenda. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize no, no, for going... Okay in that direction, because a lot of people don't know or understand what is no, the Soros agenda. It's yeah, it's important to know that uh, whatever Soros is doing has absolutely nothing to do uh, with Judaism. Okay? Right. So yeah. that's important to emphasize. Now, uh, 
Soros Soros had um, uh, Soros has his own ideas of how the world should be managed, how societies should uh, look, and he calls it. He he, cla- he says that he's um, he's really a philosopher, uh, although unacknowledged. So um, he developed this. Uh, and and this idea about what kind of society we should have, and he calls it uh, open society, which is based on on some philosophers, European philosophers. But he he twisted it, and he's using this open society in an Orwellian way, uh, because what he's doing is closing society, yes. dividing people. He's uh-huh. against individual freedom. He's against borders. He's against sovereignty. He's against religion. He's against American values. He wants to change. He has many initiatives, justice in the so-called justice initiatives, which are going from racial justice, gender justice, criminal justice, environmental justice, uh, uh, climate justice. You name it, there is some justice initiative. So what he's doing by this is really creating more racial division and and more chaos in in our society. Dr. Renfold, can I just cut to the chase because there's so much. Gosh, I have to have you on my program, and I will if I can, um, to say, you know, those things that they say are the reasons are usually never the reasons. The people who say they're anti-racist are really the racists. So what is Mm -hmm. the end game for somebody like George Soros. What is he really doing? Because what he says he's doing isn't what's happening. So what is the true end game here? Well, what he wants to do is really to destroy the United States as a superpower. Uh, He wants to, he said that uh, the United States is the biggest obstacle for world peace. Uh, he wants to um, remake America, uh, redesign, refashion America in his own vision. And therefore, you know, uh, America should not have, the United States should have borders, should let everybody and his uncle uh, and, and, his, and, and his neighbor uh, come to the United States. We don't know how many millions of people are already here illegally. And more are coming, and we don't know who they are. We don't know what they want to do. Uh, we know that uh, they are all over the country now, and uh, we know that he is funding uh, every everybody is running for elected office in order to eventually carry out his his ideas, yeah. his ideas. And so we have problems with uh, lawlessness. Because district attorneys, uh, prosecutors, uh, yes. even judges, when they are he's dim- are dismantling under- America. He's and 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 single. I mean, yes. not single-handedly. Um, I don't recall anybody voting no, for him. <laughs> I don't recall oh, yeah? anybody. He's forcing his will. And then we hear that China has similar, but maybe different agenda for the United States of America, and they're pushing their will. I've always wondered, Dr. Ehrenfeld, what is George Soros's relationship with China? 
Are they working together? Are they working at odds? What's really going on there, uh, if you know? They're in competition. Uh, oh. in com- they are in competition also with the United States. is a very sexy target. Um, <laughs> the, they are working in competition. They are working in competition with the radical Muslims, uh, mm. who also have an agenda to take over the world. And uh, source is representing really the globalist agenda, uh, the neo-Marxist idea, idea, if you want, which he calls open society. And he says that, you know, to have sovereignty, sovereignty is not good because the people should be able to manage among themselves. And if they uh, cannot, then, then an international organization can come in and intervene or interfere or, or, or you know, uh, keep the order in whichever territory. And so, decide who um, lives, who dies, who gets special treatment, who gets the spoils of war. They'll what? decide everything. Um, And so you believe that China and George Soros are at odds. I've often wondered with all these these maniacal people living in a bad sci-fi movie and trying to play it out on us, if they couldn't just kind of have a war with each other and leave the rest of us alone. Do you think that's even possible? (laughs) That would be nice, but uh, at the moment, their, their major targets are the United States of America, Europe. I mean, Europe has been, <laughs> has been really changed a lot. And actually, they also have uh, another target is uh, Israel. And it's interesting yeah. because America is the big Satan for, for the Iranians, and Israel yeah. is the small Satan. And here, for Soros, actually... Soros is also funding um, uh, demonstrations in, the, in, in Israel in order to depose the uh, fully uh, uh, legally elected uh, current government uh, who wants to make legal, uh, who wants to establish legal reforms because the legal system is very corrupt. This is so, a very, uh, very uh, hostile kind of force thing going on and it it worries a lot of people dr rachel ehrenfeld tell everybody how they can find you read more of your stuff and i hope to have you on my program real quick it's the american center for democracy acdemocracy.org and the source agenda on amazon thank Uh, you thank you so much we got to run Uh, We'll be back on The Alan Nathan Show right after this. Don't go away. Prepare for a mind-bending trip in the new film, Hypnotic. Determined to find his missing daughter, Detective Danny Rourke instead finds himself spiraling down a rabbit hole while investigating a series of reality-bending bank robberies. Solstice Studios, Ingenious Media, and Studio 8 present Hypnotic, a double-R production of a film by Robert Rodriguez. The action thriller stars Academy Award winner Ben Affleck as Danny Rourke, who is helped by psychic Diana Cruz, played by Alicia Braga. For Braga, working with director Rodriguez was special. Working with someone who loves cinema so much, who loves filmmaking so much, and who is an advocate for storytelling, it was a joy. I admire him a lot. I think he's he's a wonderful human being and a wonderful director. After talking to Robert, his desire for this character was to be multiple in, in different ways. And I think when people see this the film, they're going to understand. So it was a nice challenge to be guided by him on how to create this this woman. 
Hypnotic is now playing in theaters nationwide. This is sponsored by IBM. Job seekers, students, and career changers want to pursue roles in science, technology, engineering, and math, but aren't familiar with career options. At the same time, online training and digital credentials are emerging as a recognized pathway to opportunity. Misconceptions about the cost of training and what's required are often roadblocks to success. To tackle this and bring STEM education closer to underrepresented communities, IBM SkillsBuild is announcing 45 new educational partners. IBM SkillsBuild is a free education program focused on underrepresented communities in tech, helping all develop valuable new skills and access to career opportunities. Justina Nixon St. Till, IBM Chief Impact Officer. Technology training can have a transformational effect on a person's life. IBM is committed to raising awareness of the many roles that exist across industries in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. IBM SkillsBuild continues to grow with new partners around the world, working together to scale 30 million people by 2030. For more, skillsbuild.org. Dear John, I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious, and lately you seem to really not care. I've been there for you since day one, and I know you think I'm going to keep ticking. But no, my friend, I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to the good times when we were more active and ate more healthy foods and you checked on me every once in a while? Is that too much to ask? I don't want to leave, but unless you stop ignoring me, what else am I supposed to do? Remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans' organization has provided more real-time Ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. Welcome back, everyone, to the Alan Nathan Show. We are off and running. My name is Karen Cataline, and I'm uh, uh, filling in for Alan Nathan today, uh, who is on assignment. Well, our very next guest is campaign director for the Catholic Vote. And this is something that is not getting reported much, for obvious reasons, in the propaganda media, but we need to have all points of view, um, uh, differences of opinion are not crimes. And yet we're living in a world uh, that are trying to impose upon us that somehow it is not so. Logan Church joins us to inform us and to give her perspective on 
how the left is ignoring the massive violence against pro-lifers in churches and out. Logan Church, thank you for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me on. Yeah, what a what a perfect name for what you do. I bet people say <laughs> that to you all the time, right? Yeah, it is, it is fit. When I, whenever I tell someone my name and they're going to spell it, I always say, Logan Church, like Sunday. It's my catchphrase. So, <laughs> Church, like Sunday. Well, you know, we know, anybody who's a conservative, you know, knows that when the, I forget the name of the, the case, I always forget it, that um, uh, repealed Roe v. Wade. It's not Teller, it's something else. What is the name of it? Forgive me, I'll find it. I'll remember. Uh, That all of a sudden, pregnancy centers were being attacked as if it's somehow a crime to want to have your baby and to get some help about it. So, uh, you know, calling those people who attack those places as uh, pro-choice Clearly, they're not pro-choice in any way, shape, or form. What is the update, and what is going on with all that? Because they're still under attack, and I don't know why. Yeah, so, I mean, we saw such a sharp increase um, in attacks. I mean, churches and pregnancy centers have always been under attack, let's be honest, especially the Catholic Church. Um, There's such a vendetta against the Catholic Church, probably because it it has stayed consistent um, in standing against the left propaganda that they've been pushing. But after the overturn that we saw last year, um, there was such an increase in attacks and nothing has been done. I mean, we've continued to bang our pots and pans and say, hey, like this is outrageous and we're not going to stand for it. But they they seem to have a hesitation to get involved. Um, And you know, I, I think a lot of it behind some of these attacks, we're seeing these radical domestic terrorist groups like Jane's Revenge or Ruth sent us, which when it was overturned with leaks, they actually directly came out and said, hey, leash is off against the Catholic Church. Um, and they called people to go against Catholics and to go against these pregnancy resource centers. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Hmm. Um, did they say... Uh, Jane's Revenge, and what was the other one you said? Ruth sent us. Ruth sent us, which let's let's just look at that for a minute. I seriously doubt that Ruth Bader Ginsburg sent them to commit violence on those who disagree with them. Isn't that horrific to use the name of a justice? who happens to agree with them, that Ruth sent them? Wouldn't that be like, I don't know, um, uh, Alito sent us to go commit violence on you because you disagree? Talk right. about that, if you would. It's it's bizarre. Well, and I think it's kind of, you know, it's a little, you know, we all know that RBG didn't necessarily align with our ideals um, in the slightest, but I don't necessarily think that, you know, I don't think it's fair to say someone sent you, you know, without them directly doing it. That's kind of a little aggressive, but I will <laughs> say uh, yeah, a little aggressive. It's a little propagandist. Say, it's, it's, <laughs> that's right, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what the far left good at, right? That's, uh, that's their forte. Yeah. Uh, you interrupt. I interrupted you, I think, and you were going to say something else about that. Oh, um, no, I, I no. just think that, 
Oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, let me let me direct direct this in a, a different way. So, so not only are they committing violence against uh, is it churches or pregnancy centers? Well, we know that violence against churches is on the rise too. But as far as the pregnancy centers, it, 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 do they? Make a case for why I know I'm looking for rational thinking when none exists, but what you know why would terrorism it just seems so confounding to a lot of people. What are you trying to prevent women having babies uh what right. are you trying to prevent uh to give women no options at all? Do they have an agenda? publicly, what do they say uh, for those who think that it's perfectly okay to commit violence against pregnancy centers? What do they say is the reason for even wanting to do that? Well, you know, I don't know that they exactly have a mission statement out there for their violence, but what they, (laughs) you know, they have, they have been quoted, like I said earlier, when I said the leash is off, that's a direct quote from Jane's Revenge. Um, where they were, they were calling their followers to incite violence, and um, I mean, we even saw that with the leak. Um, you know, there were there was an assassination attempt against Justice Kavanaugh, and yeah. um, Justice Barrett's personal schedule of her family was released by these by these radicals. Um, so, no, I you know, I don't necessarily know their mission statement, but I do know that they they want to punish us for being pro-life and for valuing life. And I think it's really interesting, kind of touched on a point there. It's really interesting how they, they say they're pro-choice, right? Like they want to say they're pro-choice, but yeah. if a woman chooses to keep her baby, that's a problem. Um, and they say, you know, we don't want to help. We, we only care about the baby. We don't actually want to help the women. Well, we have pregnancy resource centers where we are doing exactly that and you burn them down. Yeah. I mean, where's the logic in that? There is no logic, that's for sure. And we see, we've seen a growing amount of violence with Antifa and other groups that are designed to terrorize people into shutting up, into behaving, and, and into criminalizing dissent. Uh, isn't that part of what it is, too, Logan? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think something that's important to pay attention to when we're talking about why things aren't being done, um, you know, it, it's when one side, there's a double standard here. And I know we say this a lot, but it's so true. And it's important that we continue talking about this double standard. Um, you know, when one side does something, it's freedom of speech. It's a protest. Mm. It's, you know, that's, that's their right. It's their first amendment. Right. But then when our side, you know, has something done to us, it's like, well, you, you know, that was their, that was the right, but we, we can't stand up for anything. We do the March for Life, um, and it's radicals storming the streets of Washington, D.C., you know, and it's, uh, there's such yeah. a double standard, and I think people are waking up to it. Yeah. Logan, we do have to take a break. I just wanted to throw out there that um, radicals and communists do not believe in dissent, and especially public protest. That is one of the by, you know, cornerstones of America is the right to dissent and the right to petition and to protest peacefully. They don't want to do that. They want to, they want to shut that down. It's horrible. We're going to keep Logan Church for one more segment. I'm going to go a different direction, and you're going to want to hear that when we come back. I'm Karen Catalina filling in 
for Alan Nathan here on the Main Street Radio Network. Stay tuned. It started with Rhonda. <laughs> We're empty nesters, and the house seemed too quiet for me, and we needed some something else happening. We heard about Airbnb from, from some friends, and it seemed like a fun thing to try. Very soon after we started as hosts, I, I realized it was a really great experience, very rewarding, not just financially, but, right. you know, meaningful and fun. We started really slowly, and Airbnb allows a host to do that easily. And then see if you like it, if you're comfortable with it. And then also there are a lot of support services to help people onboard as hosts. Like the website has a lot of tips, and I know that there are host groups. And if I need help, I'll just get on the phone and talk to somebody at Airbnb. The best place to start is um, on the website, airbnb.com. Health authorities have recommended adding fluoride to our water for decades, thinking it helped to prevent cavities. Biological dentist Dr. Griffin Cole says the science demands that we re-examine our fluoridation policy. Too much fluoride can affect most of the body organs, uh, including brain function and activity. A recent U.S. government report by the National Toxicology Program analyzed 52 peer-reviewed studies from around the world and found that ingesting fluoride was linked to brain impairments in babies. The studies also found attention deficit disorders and lower IQs in infants born to mothers who drank fluoridated water during pregnancy and in babies fed formulas mixed with fluoridated tap water. To prevent cavities without the risks of fluoride, nothing beats good oral hygiene. Floss and brush your teeth daily, eat a healthy diet that includes plenty of vegetables, good fats, and ample protein, and of course reduce sugar consumption. To find a fluoride-free dentist and for more information, go to iaomt.org. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. <gasps> what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. Well, uh, what are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. Don't you remember me? Don't you know that we miss you? Miss me? Who misses me? You know, all your friends in the forest. The trees, the pond, that little fort that you made out of branches. We all miss you. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. Oh, I guess that makes sense. This forest is not that far away. Have an adventure today. I'm sure your mom would take you. You're right. I should get out. I want to have fun. Climb puddles, catch frogs, and climb trees. Hey, Mom! Yeah, hon? <gasps> Stephen! What is that in your hand? It's my sense of adventure, Mom. It's telling me we need to get out of the house and have some fun in nature today. Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school feels a lot like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. Getting on that path may be easier than you think. A good place to start? Go to findsomethingnew.org. At findsomethingnew.org, you have access to resources that help develop new skills. Skills that will position you for careers in today's growing industries. From healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Plus, you can take advantage of online courses, certification programs, apprenticeships, and more. So you can take yourself from unemployed and uncertain to empowered and prepared for what's next. 
Find your path to a new career today. Visit findsomethingnew.org. A message from the Ad Council. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny. When I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Glowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline filling in for Alan today. We are talking to Logan Church. Uh, I wanted to go into a, a different direction, and she has graciously agreed to stay with us. She's the campaign director for Catholic Vote. Thanks, Logan, for joining us here. We uh, staying with us. We appreciate your time. Thanks for keeping me on. Yeah. So, um, uh, full disclosure: when I, you know, some years ago, I was more pro-choice. Um, on a libertarian grounds. And I, I still don't like the government getting into these kinds of decisions. However, with the, uh, the governor of Virginia and this uh, abortion until, until the moment of conception and the celebration of abortion, I think a lot of people, including myself, started to rethink that position. And the, the point I want to make that I want you to comment on is People thought, people used to say, people long-term, shall we say, pro-lifers and pro-choice, as we've already said, is really a misnomer, used to say that there's a slippery slope. And once you disrespect life, you're going to start disrespecting all life. And that includes euthanasia and even and even deciding who lives and who dies instead of leaving it up to a higher power, namely God. Well, guess what? That's where we are today. And uh, I'd like you to speak to that as it relates to not only the abortion issue, it's kind of general and broad, but we'll drill down a little bit. Um, uh, as uh, in the times that we're living in today, we're seeing it with our own two eyes. Absolutely. I mean, you're absolutely right. And I think to your point, uh, we've heard that quite a bit from people who are like, hey, you know, I signed up for a woman's right to choose. I didn't sign up to celebrate abortion and celebrate the death of children. Um, and I think it's kind of off-putting to people who, you know, don't, they would not be placed into the camp of, of the radical side of things, yet they're kind of getting swooped into it against their against their will because that's just the way the movement's going. Um, so I, would, I would definitely say you're not alone in that, in that realm. Um, but I will say I, I agree. It is a slippery slope. And I think it all started with, you know, a desire for women's equality with men. And, you know, I, I think Margaret Sanger said, you know, in order for a woman to be equal with a man, she, she needs to be able to be on birth control. 
Um, and then it became, you know, the sexual revolution. And, you know, it wasn't for reproduction. It was what felt good, do it. Um, and then it, the next logical step was abortion because, well, if contraceptives didn't work, then you should be able to abort. And the slippery slope kept going. And basically what it gets down to is slowly but surely, you're right. We've lost our respect for life in general. And we've lost, yeah. you know, the personal responsibility that goes along with choices, adult choices that we make. Um, and, and, you know, it, we've given men, it, at the end of the day, I think we've continued to see, even though this came from a sexual revolution of, you know, equality for women, yet men sit there and they, they don't have the, the responsibilities and they kind of get to get off scotch free often. Um, and that's, I think that's been kind of a sad effect of the, the lock, last of, loss of respect for life, but also I think we're losing respect for women through this yeah. whole process as well. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? This whole cultural revolution, these things get forced upon us. Instead of we want to increase choices for women, they really are designed to manipulate women into thinking differently about a whole host of things. And now you can kind of connect the dots. We now have groups like Black Lives Matter who have admitted that their role and their job is to dismantle the nuclear family. They're, they haven't even lied about it. They've said right. that's what they want to do. Um, that, and we saw during COVID, this is among the most horrifying things uh, to me and a lot of people, that suddenly it was acceptable to send a virus into the most vulnerable populations nursing homes when there was a an aircraft carrier or whatever a ship on Hudson River and the governor at the time and wasn't the only one sent the virus in and killed thousands of people and it was merely a blip on the news nobody even talked about it it's as if well that is a psychological change that is saying that human life no longer matters. Some human lives are more equal than others. This is deadly, deadly, deadly. That's not a pun. Uh, uh, attitude to take that human life is expendable, doesn't matter. Um, speak well, to that from I, your perspective. Yeah, I mean, I think you have a lot of people who are playing God. Um, and, and we've seen over and over, you know, how that plays out for people. So that's a dangerous game uh, to be deciding whose life is valuable and whose life isn't. So to start with that, absolutely. Um, and I would yeah. say, you know, we're seeing whether it's attack on life in general or the removal of parental rights, um, just the loss of dignity on so many levels. And it's just happening in front of our eyes. And it's, you know, it, it feels like we are on a slippery slope and it's hard to stop. Um, you know, we're even seeing in states like Ohio, they're pushing ballot initiatives that are going to allow um, abortions and sex changes for minors without parental consent or knowledge. And it, it leads you to ask, what's next? Are we going to allow assisted suicide for children without parental consent or knowledge? You know, where do we draw the line between, oh, what, what's too far for the, for the left? That's what I want. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. They've redefined it. Don't get me started, but I'm already started. They've redefined childhood. There is, uh, I am a social worker by training. I have a lot of weird training. Uh, uh, there's, they, reintrodu they introduced the notion of trans kids as if it's real. Kids aren't trans. I mean, you can't even diagnose a person 
as schizophrenic until they're at the age of consent. And now we're going to diagnose children and create a social contagion. Um, I have ranted about this at great length. There's something quite sinister going on, and you don't have to be Catholic in order to see it. Uh, something is awry here. Um, we, I want to let you go in the direction you want uh, because all these things are related and we only have a, <laughs> a certain amount of time. But how do you well, see this? Yeah, I mean, I would, since we're coming up to the end, I would just say this to the listeners. Um, I think we're all seeing this spider web of crazy and evil, and it's kind of intertwined with each other. And I would advise all of you who are listening, say something, go to the school board meetings, run for office. It's time that we start, you know, banging your pots and pants and saying, we're not going to stand for this because <laughs> they think we're just going to lay down and, and it's just, we're going to roll over and it's going to happen. Um, and yeah. we need to make sure that we're standing up because it's just, it's scary and I was, you know, I spent this weekend at home with my family and I was at my little brother's eighth grade graduation and he was telling me, oh, I, I have five classmates that say they're trans. Like, wow. And this is in a class. He goes to a small private school. And it's like, he, I mean, this in is crazy private that school. These kids heads. Yes. Yeah. A private yeah. Catholic school. And, and it, 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 you know, it's one thing for a kid. Uh, I mean, it, this is being imposed from the top down to confuse kids about their gender. And and you mentioned Margaret Sanger. Once again, all of this is connected. Margaret Sanger was a eugenicist. People need to remember that. The left has tried to get us all to forget it. But she was a eugenicist. And the kind of eugenics that is being placed on children today to get them to hate themselves, hate their country, hate their gender, uh, all seems to be related. Uh, as the campaign director for Catholic Vote, and we do have only a couple minutes, what are what's your group doing primarily to counteract that? Because you gave us great advice about stand up, speak up. But what what is your group doing? And then tell everybody where they can find you and follow you and learn more. So a big part of what we do, our organization is vast. We have an education side of us where we spend a lot of our time, whether it's through video series or through social media or through our daily email, educating voters, especially Catholic voters, on what does it mean to vote your faith and how can you get involved. But then on my side of things with the political side, uh, we like to find Catholics in office who are not voting according to the Catholic faith for faith, family, and freedom. Um, and we target those members. And then we like to recruit people who stand for those for those um, ideals, not necessarily Catholic, but that's all for us. Um, and we like to help run them for office on both the local level all the way up. Um, yeah. And so and then we're also involved on the D.C. side of things, making sure that good legislation is getting passed that, that protects those ideals and protect our rights. Um, and if you're looking to get involved or want to know more about what we're doing, just look us up, CatholicVote.org. Um, we're on all forms of social media, um, and so check us out. Logan, you have your work cut out for you, and uh, we are glad that you're making your voice heard and you represent many, many, many people. They need to take your lead. Logan Church, thank you for joining us. We appreciate Thanks it. For
Yeah. So we're going to wrap up the show, and we talked about Soros. Now we're going to talk about China. Don't go away. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline. We'll be right back. Helping those less fortunate is important to me, and it's important to my friends at Hearing Life, too. That's why they support the Campaign for Better Hearing. This campaign gives free hearing aids to those in need. You can support it by scheduling a complimentary hearing assessment. To stress the importance of proper hearing care, Hearing Life is currently running its Love Your Ears Give Back campaign. So we're going to be giving away free hearing aids to people who are struggling with hearing loss and cannot afford them. All you have to do is go to hearinglife.com forward slash give back and submit your story or nominate someone you know. Hearing Life supports the Campaign for Better Hearing, which gives hearing aids to those in need. My friends at Hearing Life contribute $5 for every hearing assessment, up to $100,000 a year to this amazing program. Hearinglife.com will have a wealth of information for you. And if you want to apply for that campaign for the free hearing aids, it's hearinglife.com forward slash give back. T-Mobile has launched a game-changing plan to shake up the wireless phone market with the launch of Go 5G+. With carriers extending their device contracts to a staggering 36 months, customers have been left feeling vulnerable to carriers' rate hikes. Go 5G Plus guarantees that both new and existing customers get the same great device deals and are upgrade-ready every two years. Plus, it comes with $270 in added value each month for families. Go 5G Plus also includes price lock guarantee, meaning T-Mobile won't raise the rate of your talk, text, and data. Taxes and fees will apply. For a limited time, this plan can save families of three about $500 a year compared to other wireless premium plans. T-Mobile makes it easy to switch with their easy unlock offer. Hand in an old locked phone and T-Mobile will pay it off up to $650 and give customers a brand new phone up to $830 in value. Go 5G Plus is the ultimate solution for anyone looking for more flexibility, freedom, and value in their wireless plan. For more information, visit T-Mobile.com. A new IBM Institute for Business Value Report, Seven Bets, takes a look at the major trends shaping business and the bets leaders should make to benefit from them. One such trend is the acceleration of tech-led disruptions driven by generative AI. Salima Lin, senior partner, IBM Consulting. We've hit a massive inflection point with technology. Generative AI has captured the world's imagination and democratized AI in every aspect of society and business from supply chains and IT operations to customer service and HR. Business leaders need to capitalize on these trends and make bold, informed bets, like shifting their mindset from AI being an add-on to embedding it at the strategic core of their business. To learn more about the seven bets businesses should make, visit ibm.com slash IBV. Sponsored by IBM. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe was a great kid. He loved sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to an after-school event, which was about a mile from our home. I was driving through a green light when a car in cross-traffic ran a red light and drove right into the side of our car, killing Joe. The driver was talking on her phone, so she never even saw the red light. She was so absorbed in her phone call. Before the crash... I didn't realize just talking on a cell phone while driving was so dangerous. Now it's something I think about every day. According to the National Safety Council, about one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. When you're behind the wheel, 
Put away your phone, for Joe and for the thousands of needless deaths every year. Remember, there is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org slash callskill. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. Our vets need you. I'm a quadriplegic. I'm definitely at risk with my diminished lung capacity. I have MS. I'm in a wheelchair, and I can't leave the house because I have a compromised immune system. I'm very concerned about would there be a bed for me? Would there be a ventilator for me? Would I be able to survive something? It's, it's just heavy. You know, it's, it's a heavy... It's a heavy moment. This is a war. This really is. Our veterans fought for us. Let's fight for them. I am so grateful for the PVA. They're making sure that we have all of the food and supplies that we need right now. We all got to help each other right now. We can't get through this by ourselves. It's with profound gratitude that you're going to be saving our lives. To find out how you can help, please go to helppva.org. That's H-E-L-P-P-V-A dot org. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline, and uh, we are wrapping up this hour. We're still kind of waiting for our next guest, so I'll give you a little heads up about what I plan to talk about next week, uh, next hour. Uh, and uh, I may get interrupted, and so I guess you'll just have to stay tuned for the next hour when I get a chance. Ah, guess what? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. We've got her. Um, yes, we're going to wrap up this hour with a discussion of what China is buying now with our guest who's on the line, Lee Bortons, internationally acclaimed educator. She's the founder and chief visionary officer of Classical Conversations, which supports classical Christian homeschoolers, uh-oh, another target, in all 50 states and in 30 foreign countries. Lee Borden's joined us right now. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me on, Karen. It's nice to be, be here with you. It is. It is. So <laughs> we, we keep hearing how China is buying up our far, farmland. Well, now it sounds like they're buying up a tutoring site. Tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 bigger than that. Um, right now, the number of the states have made news with like Texas and Arkansas. Florida is making news uh, where the governors are putting money towards private education and the so-called money follows the child. And of course, all the international crony capitalists are paying attention. So when they buy up these American companies, whether it's this SAT prep or the tutor.com mentioned in the article you and I are looking at, or it's even IMG, the largest private high school in Florida, they're all positioned to start taking the money that follows the child. And of course, then it will leave our shores. Because the, um, it, it's just really difficult. You're trying to help a horrible situation called public school and to get children out of it. And policymakers do what they can, but they generally aren't very good at economics or following the money. And so these articles just really highlight that the money is not going to go to mom and pop businesses like me. I run a homeschooling service that would qualify if we were willing to take the money. It's going to go wow. to folks that like to manipulate the system. It just makes it so my competition is now no longer or just the public school system or the wonderful mother down the street with another homeschool business. Now I'm fighting China too. Huh. And what about 
indoctrination because that is one of the hottest topics today. Kids are being taught that they were born in the wrong body, that their country is disgusting, that uh, racism, they're racist if they're white and they're victims if they're black. Oh, my. So what about that part of it, the ideological part? Yeah, you know, so I don't think the foreign nationals are so worried about that. They're more worried about money and less acquiescence to their power. But the folks within our own country's borders who should want want the best for our children don't seem to want to anymore. In fact, I'm not sure they even know what a child is. They certainly can't tell Mm -hmm. what's the difference between a boy and a girl. And, you know, that's actually been a problem for a long time. So we're just kind of seeing it all, like, very revealed at this point. Uh, As soon as we stuck children in a factory model of education and treated them as, like, they were adults rather than the children they are, uh, we began to confuse the very nature of the human being. And so that's one reason why I think not just uh, homeschooling, but classical education has had such a resurgence because we're trying to look at the person holistically and the fact that their parent is in charge of the educational choices, not the person, um, not some bureaucrat who's never met them and thinks they have a good idea. It's just a battle out there, isn't it? It's as if children are sitting ducks for all manner of ideologies that are really the agenda of these hardcore political types. Um, It's funny because I just got through with our last guest talking about how Black Lives Matter has been quite, quite overt in saying that their job, you wouldn't think that had anything to do with Black Lives Matter or race or anything else, but it does. They admitted that they're trained Marxists and their job is to destroy the nuclear family. Right. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, and and that's the exact uh, reason that the public schools were started in the late uh, 1880s and then uh, became compulsory in the 1920s. They've always been socialistic. Of course, you know, it's universal education and it's just like universal health care. It's socialist. Universal K-12, universal pre-K. All of it is universal, top-down control of uh, children. It's absolutely right. And the whole reason they started it was because they wanted to be able to destroy the family because when you destroy that kind of authority, it makes it really easy to develop compliant citizens. It doesn't make it so that you raise citizens that know what they're doing when someone else is paying the bills and is the authority of the mind and the body and the, you know how you spend most mm. of your time. So it just inculcated exactly what we have now. And what's just you know, been really sad is like people look back and they say, well, it wasn't that way when I was a child. And it wasn't that way because the culture surrounding the public school was not socialist. But now mm-hmm. each generation becomes a little more socialist. And so now that support that would fight against it has just disappeared. And so the public schools haven't failed us. It succeeded. They're doing exactly what they were designed mm-hmm. to do. So we're wow. trying to fight back and tell them there's tell parents there's lots of other options besides homeschooling and private school, and um, uh, that that COVID opened so many parents' eyes to seeing ways they could band together in a few families at a time, or um, you know, if, and take turns doing the work, or ha- or a few families can get together and hire a private tutor. There's cottage schools. There's there's cul-de-sac schools. There's oh, tell us what those are. We only have a few minutes, but what's a cottage school? What's a cul-de-sac school? I think that's cool. I want to know what they are. Yeah, they, well, they were around before COVID, but COVID made them prevalent. So a cul-de-sac ah. school is when a bunch of families got together that know each other in the same neighborhood, 
and said, hey, let's all um, either pay for a tutor for our five, six families, or let's all take a day of the week so the rest of us can work the other days. So mm-hmm. that's what a, 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 cod- a cul-de-sac school is. A cottage school is when the mom um, said, whether to her neighbors or maybe her church or other folks, hey, look, this is a philosophical kind of education I want to offer. We're only taking 20 kids. Bring them to me, and this is what it'll cost. And it's far less wow. expensive because you're not paying for so-called experts and buildings that need fire codes and curriculum that's abusive. It's so inexpensive to educate a child, but the school systems have yeah. made us think otherwise. I would think that these cottage industries, <laughs> cottage schools, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. self-sufficiency, parents taking control of their kids' education, must be a terrible threat to these Marxists and top-down central planners who are targeting children for exactly the opposite. You know, uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Classicalconversations.com. And we homeschool with a friend. We're here to help you. Lee Bortons, B-O-R-T-I-N-S, classicalconversations.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We got to take a top of the hour break. Uh, We'll have a whole nother hour of the Alan Nathan Show. Don't go away. Karen Cataline filling in for Alan. We'll be right back. The opinions you hear on the Main Street Radio Network are those of the host, callers, and guests, and not necessarily those of the station, Main Street Radio Network, its management, or advertisers. The information on the Main Street Radio Network does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or securities. So please, consult a professional before investing. If you have any questions or comments about Main Street Radio Network, contact us at 703-719-0433 or at our website, MainStreetRadioNetwork.com.